and welcome to the Boob Lady blog. My name's Sophie Burrows and I'm an IBCLC. My blogs are in written format and in voice format for those of us who maybe don't have the time to read, nor want to read, nor can read. I'm trying to make it as accessible as I can for as many people as I can. So, on with the blog. How long should you breastfeed for? A question with, insert some tense music, no answer. Is that gasps I hear? It really doesn't have an exact answer. Breastfeeding in a biological sense, perhaps if we were Sir David Attenborough, I'm meant to begin reading in his voice, would be something like this. Here we have a female and her infant. The infant has just been born, the birth is quiet and uninterrupted, and the infant begins its journey to its life source for the next six months, the breast. The infant uses its reflexes to move its body towards the nipple, licking, feeling, smelling its mother, bobbing its head from side to side, up and down, and then latches on and begins suckling. It stays for a while before peacefully falling asleep as the mother begins to recover and has birthed her placenta. The infant then can breastfeed for anywhere up to mid-late childhood with an additional nutrients in solid form from around the middle of the first year of their life. The breast becomes a place of secure attachment for the infant. Okay, back to my own voice now, (laughs) if I can. That's kind of the ideal situation. Modern day interferes with this, at times quite frustratingly. Birth can often now be a loud and interrupted process, often not one that was envisaged. Medications and interventions in birth can put up some massive barriers for both mother and baby. Both parties can be in a level of shock from birth, be it fast or slow. This can make it hard for a baby to find and latch onto the breast. This can affect how long breastfeeding occurs for. It can sometimes mean the baby never makes it to the breast. The baby being uncomfortable or perhaps tight in certain areas of their body because of birth and being in the womb can make it hard for them to latch onto the breast effectively or in some cases at all. Skilled support on these occasions is essential for those who want to breastfeed. Then we have culture. In the UK, Our culture isn't really supportive one when it comes to breastfeeding. Our breastfeeding rates make that abundantly clear. How long we think we should breastfeed for is based on our culture and what we've heard and seen often in the media. Our family also has a big bearing on what we decide to do. Things like how you were fed as an infant can have a significant impact on how long you breastfeed for and the type of support you in turn receive for your feeding journey. There's a lovely article which you can access on my blog. It's linked within this blog itself. It's called Breastfeeding in Mongolia. It's a great way of learning that one culture isn't the same as everyone else in the world. There are many ranges of normal, and what we value in this country will unlikely be the same value in another country, and vice versa. But... By hopefully learning about different cultures and how infant feeding works for them, we can work out what perhaps we truly want to do when it comes to feeding our infants. You won't be alone in perhaps wanting to feed your baby until they outgrow the need. 
there are pockets of similar-minded people in the community and they probably can't wait to meet you. There are some excellent Facebook support groups. One particular one is called Breastfeeding Older Babies and Beyond and I've linked to it in the blog itself. A really great group where you can hopefully in some way begin to desensitise your reaction to an older child feeding and realise how powerful and useful it can be as a parent-child relationship. I would have, long ago, taken a double look at a toddler or an older child feeding at the breast. It now fills me with such wonderful feeling to see such deep understanding, uh, to see it with such a deep understanding of how hard that pair might have had to have worked to get to that moment. How useful can it can be as a tool and the comfort it gives a child. All that being said, sometimes breastfeeding stops well beyond when we thought it might. There are some books published on trauma and grief of this process. Professor Amy Brown has studied and written about this in depth. One of her books, Why Breastfeeding and Grief and Trauma Matter, um, which is linked in the blog, helps to unpick what's really going on with this and why it matters so much. It is traumatic to experience the end of breastfeeding, especially when it doesn't feel like we have any control over the process. It's a process involving hormones as well, and everything else. And female hormones are probably the most deserving of respect for their true level of power and influence they can have over the human body. I feel it's important to add here where the idea of breastfeeding for six months only comes from. It comes from the World Health Organization and their wording surrounding recommendations. Here's the wording. WHO recommends mothers worldwide to exclusively breastfeed infants for the first six months to achieve optimum growth, development and health. Thereafter, they should be given nutritious complementary foods and continue breastfeeding up to the age of two years and beyond. And the link is sourced, the source, sorry, is linked in the blog. What you can see is that there are two sentences and most people stop listening after the first one and they definitely don't read or beyond. We have a deep lack of understanding what breastfeeding looks like after early infancy too as a society. We end up with silly comments like, but they should be eating solid food now, in judgement, not understanding how breastfeeding changes to something that happens alongside a nutritious diet of solid food within the first year. We also have comments like, once they can ask for it, they shouldn't have it. Well, sorry to break it to you, but they asked for it from the moment they were born in their own way, so I'm not sure how you make such a distinction, nor remove something so important to a child so abruptly, because they put a sentence together. Another classic reason is, that's used to suggest halting breastfeeding is teeth. Teeth truly don't make your child into a crocodile. If you're mistakenly bitten, there's support for that and I've linked to it in the blog. They will settle down into feeding nicely again after some gentle adjustments from you and around this time they begin to learn that your feelings matter too when it comes to breastfeeding and you begin your journey of gentle guidance when things are not going quite how you'd like as a parent. So, the answer to the question. Ideally, when the child outgrows the need, but this depends on countless factors, and breastfeeding is a relationship. It's got to work for both parties, and both parties matter in that decision.
my blog disclaimer. I use the word mother and other types of word like this within my work. This truly doesn't mean I exclusively see those who birth as mothers or female only. I am accepting and welcome the use of all other terminology and try to give a neutral tone throughout my work. I acknowledge I have much to learn in this area, but I'm accepting of any identity of human, including those who wish to give human milk to their human baby. Chest feeding is a term I fully accept and respect. My mission in life, and therefore my work, is to help others feed their babies human milk, hopefully from their birth parent, and sometimes from another human milk donor, to allow that parent to meet their goals. Nourishing a human infant can take many forms. I will support all of those forms to the best of my ability. My blogs and work are written with this in mind, but I accept, I use mother, etc. often. And I'm sorry if this in any way causes dysphoria. I have dyslexia, and writing in itself is quite an exceptional effort for me. Punctuation is even harder. It can take me twice as long than others without my disability to write a working sentence especially if I cannot spell a word and have to change a sentence entirely for it to work. This means deviating from wording and it at times can be mind-boggling for me. I welcome your discussion with me and thank you for your understanding.